Hi, welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly, and I'm with Brendan. Uh, Hi. Brendan, you know what I realized on your last episode? What did you um, realize? So you were on the Steampunk episode, and I yeah. realized that that is the only episode out of the... Gosh, this might be... Oh, I don't think this is going to be 30. I think this is probably going to be like 28 or something like that. Um, okay. But of that that many episodes, um, your episode is the only one where I actually introduced the podcast and said what the podcast is about. <laughs> I kept you I kept you aligned. You were so distracted by the talent you had in the room. You had to get somebody like me in to remember, oh, right, this is my job. I'll just, I'll just keep oh, this. Oh, right. People may not actually know what Kingdom of Thirst is or what I talk oh. about or what I, oh, 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 no. Oh, no. But they do now. Well, well, they wouldn't if they were listening to this as the first episode, because <laughs> I still haven't said it. I don't know. Should I start saying it? Like, should I be doing a different intro? I I mean, I kinda... shouldn't, doesn't everybody have their kind of, like, intro speech dial in, like, hey, what's up, guys? This is, uh, this is, this is Dickman over here at, uh, KMYC. Yeah. Like, No. <laughs> Here's some fucking fart Not your noises. style. Not, yeah. well, well, I just, like, I don't know what to say. I'm just a human person. I don't know how to introduce things. I, allegedly a human alleg- person. Allegedly a human person. I was an MC once uh, when I was 10 for a talent show, and I did I did bungle it pretty bad then. Um, but that was the job they gave the kids that, like, didn't have many talents. <laughs> For clarification, was this a dirty romance talent show, or like, you yeah, know, how at early ten years old, I, w- I was in a dirty romance talent show. Yes, yes. I don't know. It was. It could have been a thing. No, but I did perform. It was like a winter talent show, and I did actually take a break in my MCing to perform in the talent show, and I performed uh, a Christmas song off of Hilary Duff's uh, Christmas album, and. <laughs> Yes, she had a Christmas album, in case you were unaware. Uh, and I wore, like, this cute little denim mini skirt and, like, my cutest little, like, off-the-shoulder white shirt that had, like, a big buckle on the side. Um, and uh, I did absolutely fucking crush it. Uh, it... Clearly. Yeah, you I mean, know. So what stopped you from becoming her body double slash, like, you know, stunt person? Like... That must have been a future for you at one well, point. Well, the first concert I ever did go to was a Hillary Duff concert, in case you're wondering. That reads. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. there at the Staples Center. And I don't think it's Staples Center anymore. I think it's like the Oracle Arena or something like that in San Jose. But yeah, I saw her tour bus and I promptly freaked the fuck out. Ah, you lucky duck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a brighter I loved time. Her. I loved her so much. Now she like sells diet pills and stuff on her Instagram. So Yeah, but she didn't have like a complete mental breakdown, right? No, but I can't exactly hold that against her or anybody else, right? Like, just because no, her, yeah, like just because her okay. melon didn't get fucked doesn't mean she like deserves praise for it, you know? I, I guess I just like seeing it when you know somebody comes. I'm glad. I'm glad she's unscarred. like seems to be okay. I'm glad. Yeah, because good for Liz, you, Liz McGuire. Liz McGuire episodes. I watched them religiously. I was obsessed with that show. I saw the Liz McGuire movie. In, well, no, I did. Paige and I did rewatch a couple episodes last year when I went to visit her in LA, and it was bad. Um, and I could not watch it. <laughs> it was very embarrassing and very hard to watch. Um. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about romance novels, I guess. Is this my intro? Is this it now? 
I mean, is this not the Hillary Duff episode? I know uh, you don't give me like proper warning, which I appreciate. <laughs> keeps me on my toes, but like warning. It just means that anything could be on the docket. I don't know. I, mm. I come open. I picked this one special for you, as I as I do, Brendan. Um, <sighs> yes, I know, I know. I I hope this is another one that will make uh, Cat jealous that that she didn't get to sit in on the sit in. I think on. it'll really crank her gears. It'll, isn't that a good thing <laughs> to crank back. her gears? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Depends on the gear. Okay. Depends well, on the day. I need I need to 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 introduce this topic. I need to hold on. I need to prepare. Hold on. Just, Absolutely. Hold on. I'm so scared. <gasps> yes. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, audience! <laughs> I wish those of you present still with eyes could see this <laughs> present still with eyes is so ominous oh my god you're welcome anyway uh, if you would like to describe what you are seeing feel free the magneto meme where he just says perfection i think that <laughs> basically sums it up we have here the shiniest most perfect it's not even a tiara i think i think it constitutes a crown it's a crown it is because you are clearly a queen hashtag queen uh if you want to hear how i how i uh got this crown actually it was one of the worst nights of my life socially speaking um (laughs) i was invited to a party by a friend in my writer's group who i was in a writer's group for a while but pre-pandemic it was like an under 30s writers group because most writers groups are full of people who are like 57 and up. Um, and I just felt weird being in those. Uh, but uh, I I knew her from like this dingy cafe that we would all chill at every Sunday. Um, and that was it. That was the only context I knew her in. Well, she invited me to her 30th birthday party and she said it was a classy 30 party. And it was like a joke. Like you're supposed to come up and you're like your most ridiculously classy outfit, just totally over the top. And the winner who like wore the best outfit would receive a crown well okay spoilers i did win but not Clearly. maybe in the way that i so i thought i was very funny i still think i'm very funny but you i c- did you're very funny i am well i am ex- like absolutely fucking raucous and hilarious i know this but this was not my best moment in that i went to goodwill and i purchased the sleaziest tightest dress i could find and a fur coat and uh i wore the biggest lashes that i could buy and then i i i i really just did my whole day makeup like a like yeah um i'm hearing no errors well the thing was um Mind you, I didn't know the context of this person's life. So I thought it would be hilarious to go as, like, the least classy thing. Like, somebody, like, a sh- I, my whole thought was I'm coming as a sugar baby who, like, thinks she knows what classy is, but don't. But don't. Um, and and then I did show up, yeah. and everyone else was wearing khakis. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, khakis I don't think and, that... and, like, dresses from, like, TJ, TJ Maxx that you would wear to your grandma's, like, tea party. And, um... Everyone else was like a doctor or like a big tech CEO or um And they wore khakis? And they were they did wear khakis. And um I walked in looking like I like I just described, my ass out, my tits out, fur coat on, and it was it was rough. There was a one of the games was a was a blind wine tasting, and I was like, oh these are this is who you are. 
Oh, she's like a full adult who like is like a tech CEO with like a lot of money in her own house in San Francisco. And I'm just like a a, a, a 24 year old at this point who just is like cruising and thinks that this shit is hilarious. And I come in and I'm like, oh, no, I fully misread the tone of this party. No, no, no. I think you're the only person who actually read the prompt. Like, come on. Quite possibly. Classy. She did, she did immediately provide me with a tiara. She's like, yes, you did win. And I'm like, cool, all right. And then I stayed for like an hour, and then I fucking left because I could not handle it. Got in for the wine tasting, got your like three or four glasses of wine, and then we're like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that would have been super cool if I fucking drank, in which case I just ate some cheese um, and sat there. Hey, cheese is basically equivalent, if not superior. <clears throat> so I think I you won in multiple ways. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is we're 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 talking about a book, sort of. Yes, we are talking about a book. We're talking about this a new book that's coming out. I think if I have the date right, which is dubious because I've gotten it wrong like three times. Time's um, fake. It's fine. It's that is true. Uh, we're talking about a new book by Lorraine Heath. It's called Scoundrel of My Heart, and I did fuck up. I I yeah no I did fuck up. I did fuck up real bad because I. Did this whole episode, like, I, yes, I know exactly what we're going to talk about. The alternative title for this episode was definitely um, the Not Bridgerton episode. Um, <laughs> because, yeah. Um, and I, I, like, I had this whole conceit for this. And then I realized today, literally as I was eating lunch, getting ready to do this thing, that uh, it doesn't actually take place in the time period I thought it did. Um, <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> aesthetics we're on. off by about 60 years that's you know well that's i mean one of those people's lifetimes that could be fine so we're still gonna talk about what i was gonna talk about but just know i do know that this is not technically accurate to the book um but i wanted i wanted to talk about two things today regency romance yes and rakes not the gardening implement oh damn i was so close to being like yeah i got this i can cover rakes Oh, this is my jam. Yeah. For leaves, for Detrius. sand, uh, 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 zen gardens. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, we're talking about the, the man-shaped kind. Okay. Also, yes. I mean, fair. Also you can also things. use to sweep up detritus. Yeah. Uh, and and you can also use them to... to I don't know leaves. what the, I don't know what the right verb is for like when you do a Zen garden, but you could use a man to do a Zen garden. Do you um, Zen a garden? Do you? You don't mop it. Certainly, I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my head. You perfect uh, it is what you do. You scrape it. That is not right. That's there not really right. needs to be a part of this podcast <laughs> where people get to see all the facial expressions from both sides of the camera because really y'all are missing out yeah got my little teethies on all uh, the little teeths and they can't see my beautiful and extremely heavy tiara which I, I just remembered that you did see because i wore it to our prom oh that's right my god back when we met people out in yeah, public and we did an adult prom in uh in jessica's tiny little apartment and i a wore a very I wore, small apartment i preemptively wore a tiara because i assumed that we weren't going to do a prom king or prom queen so i wanted to make sure that everyone you know knew. yeah oh. just call it invading royalty mm. make it really like on brand yeah and her little apartment in the tl Mm-mm. anyway mm-hmm. um so 
this book, basically, if you couldn't tell by the title, uh, Scoundrel of My Heart, is about a couple in England who are of the upper crust, and one of them is mm. a scoundrel, a rake, a ne'er-do-well, a debauched gentleman, and one of them is not. Indubitably. <laughs> yes, uh, and and they both have goals that uh, are, are at odds, and, and, oh, but by gum and by gosh, they do fall in love, and things do work out in the end. Um, but uh, I, I... The classic tale. <clears throat> This is not my traditional book that I, I typically read, um, which is to say the weird shit, right? Uh, and I, I think my listeners at this point kind of get that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say you were ever really involved in weird shit at any point in time. You're yeah. you're very much a classicist. Oh, one hundo, one hundo, one hundo. Uh, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not thinking about what I read last night. Yeah, neither of us could say that with a straight face, so... It's, it's called Alien Quarantine Rescue, and it's about basically coronavirus. Uh, oh, it's oh. About, it's about an alien who can, like, give antibodies with his with his, with, with his googer, if we're being honest. Um, Is it too soon if the thing that's soon isn't over yet? <laughs> it's a good question! It's a good question! Is this what saves us? Is this what we have to look forward to? 2021. Uh, Anyway, uh, I, w- I, I am probably going to do an episode on quarantine fiction, but uh, uh, Paige, Paige God, wants me yes. to do it because she's been, anyway, she's been insufferable. Uh, but this one was, it's like, I don't dislike historical fiction. I don't, I don't hate it. Here's my deal. I grew up watching and reading Jane Austen. Um, my grandma loves Jane Austen. My mom loves Jane Austen. I was fucking like nursed. And, and raised on the, the titty of the A&E special of Pride and Prejudice, the like nine part series that it literally is word for word, exactly accurate to the book, um, for better or worse. Uh, and I, I, my mom used to just have it on in the background. She had like the VHR or VH, VHS set and she used to just like have it just constantly on. As training for your future, clearly. So yes. I don't, I don't hate it. I, I, I even, I, I like it a lot, but the, the thing is, do I care about a bunch of rich white people who just have the same problems over and over and over again, but everything turns out all right in the end anyway? I feel like that's the question everybody's been asking for the last, like, ten years, but about reality. So I hear you. I just... I hear you. I do. And and I know that, like, shows like Bridgerton... Now, if you don't know Bridgerton, it's it was on... It exploded on Netflix a few months ago. It's based on a series of novels by Julia Quinn, and it's like, my mom just bought me the first one, and, uh... Yeah, Netflix did it cool. They made like everyone like not white, which is awesome. Um, great cast, you know, great cast. Everyone's sexy as hell. Um, personally, I have no interest in watching it. I do not particularly care. I also don't like watching like romance novels translated. Adapted. Because, I don't know. It's something like uh, I get really, ugh, I get really embarrassed. I don't know. It's like I hear you. Well, it breaks the fantasy of imagining the various things described when they're just yeah. handing it to you. And also, it's just like, oh, so I get it. So I guess I'm just gonna watch him dick down, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Stimulates the emotions. Eh. Yeah, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. Um, but I, I. So that being said, I was like, what? What appeals, what makes people really care, particularly about Regency romance, which is like, I'm going to say 
the Regency era, right, was the era between George III uh, going insane and being unable to rule and his son stepping in, George IV, I believe, uh, and him, like, ruling while his dad was still alive as the regent for, like, 10 years, and then his dad died, and then the Regency era technically ends. And that was in, like, 1810 or whatever the hell. Sure. The, The thing is... When we consider, like, when we when we hear the words historical romance, most people are imagining that era, which is, I think, where I got messed up because I, I read this book by Lorraine Heath, and I was like, oh, this is in the Regency era, even though it takes place in, like, 1873, which is, like, way, way, way past that point. Um, because I think we're just, like, indoctrinated by so much to be like, oh, yeah, if it's historical romance, it's Regency. That's just automatically channeled to it. You're like, here's my assumption. And and why though? But why though? Why that? Why 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 though? A very narrow, directed education in foreign history would well, be that, my immediate guess. But also like, yeah. I have a couple of theories. Um. Uh, I I think that part of it is because when. Romance novels really kicked off, right, in the 60s and 70s. Um, the One of the f- first people, like, to, I'd say the first wave, half of the novels were, were Regency fiction, right? They were, they were set in, like, a court and, you know, there's royal intrigue and witty banter. And then, you know, they, they would close the door in the, in the intimate moments. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, but, but you knew exactly what Scandal. was going on. Um, and... And I think so that has a lot to do with why we still like them today is because it's in the DNA. Like right at the jump, this is what we were writing about. Um, I mean, The Flame and the Flower is not that far off. Like it takes place in the kind of colonial era um, America. But I mean, that's not that's not far off. Like if you I mean, it's so historically inaccurate on the jump anyway that like you could get away with saying that like it it could be Regency. If you close your eyes, it's Regency. Just Um, suspend your damn disbelief and move on, right? Yeah, nothing fucking matters. They didn't care. I don't care. But I will say that um, I I was like, well, okay. So if that's okay, that's the thing. But why did that happen? Why did we start there? Why is that? Why was that where they chose to begin? And I think my pet theory. Now I did look into this. I there's probably some. I'm almost certainly not the first person to come up with this. However, I couldn't find anything about it. So I don't know if I am the first person. Maybe I you take are. credit. I take credit. I do take credit. Um, I think it has to do with Jane Austen, right? Like. When we go to the start of romance novels, a lot of people, that's where they start, right? They say, like, oh, Jane Austen wrote romance novels. Strictly speaking, yes. Um, but I I think that when female authors finally kind of broke out in on their own in the 60s and 70s and were writing fiction specifically for women that was actually getting picked up by publishers and actually being put on shelves and being read by women widely they cast themselves immediately in the mold of like a Jane Austen, right? Like who else, what is another super famous female writer that they could look at? That seems like just clever marketing. Yeah, Yeah. right? Like really, what was there? Everyone had probably already read Pride and Prejudice. Why not just set another book that's a little bit steamier in the same era? People already have a a foothold there. Um, It's like we don't do that today with all of our current media too. Yeah, yeah, that's sensible. And it also gives the appearance that there are so many books written about it that the time period went on for a lot longer than it did, which is 
to say it only went on for like 10 years. It's the same thing with cowboys. Everyone thinks that cowboys were around for like 50 years and they weren't. They were only around for like eight. Like the real Wild West fucking like existed for a blink. It was it was wild for a second and then not so much. No, no, man. Um, so that's that's my pet theory. But uh, I found a couple of good articles that obviously like Bridgerton came out and everyone was like, wow. Um, so <laughs> everybody was like that. I remember. Yeah. There was lots of wow. Wow. Uh, this guy licked a spoon really sexy. Um, but that also meant that there were like a million and one think pieces about it. And this is not the Bridgerton episode. I, ju- I told you that at the start. It's not the Bridgerton right. episode. That being said, there's Certainly. a lot of controversy about it and like consent. And we kind of rehashed a lot of the uh, conversations that we've had in the past because these books aren't new. These books were like published in like the 90s or whatever. Um, right. Like there was some messed up consent stuff in them. Um, and people rightly pointed them out in the show and were like, holy shit, what the hell is this? And and so we had a new conversation about a thing that is old and that we've talked about before. Right. I, I've seen it said that, uh, like, dubious consent in romance novels is not a bug, it's a feature. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's dark. It's super dark, but it's true. Particularly, you know, if we're looking at, I mean, even Cressley Cole's books. Cressley Cole's books pre-2010 are rife with, like, non-consent. And, and that's just, sure, okay, that was just what everyone was doing. Um, and it's 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 hard to look back and be generous. You want to be like, of course they knew that that wasn't sexy. But, like, we have to confront these things with where the culture was at at the time and realize that, like, yeah. when we were reading it then, we weren't reading it as that, right? Um, you know, things were just different people Um, just weren't thinking about it that doesn't make it right by any stretch of the imagination it's just the way it was and it's good that we can actually like look back on it and have that conversation and be like oh right this thing was really weird let's not do that anymore okay okay cool dope um but i found a couple of good articles about it uh about not consent and stuff but about the why the heck people like regency so much um found a good question in an article by uh, JSTOR Daily that was, so how did an entire subgenre of literature spring up around a few rich people who lived during the 1810s? Uh, <laughs> good question. Good question. Why did well, we care? Thank you for asking it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I also would like to know this. I literally typed that in, why do people like Regency Romance in Google? And it was the first thing that popped up. Um <laughs> So they they go on to say, for the origins of the modern Regency romance, look to the works of Georgette Hare. Starting in 1935, Hare wrote over two dozen meticulously researched historical books, all set in Jane Austen's era, with an obsessive focus on London's tiny upper class. Heavily rooted in the conventions of the Regency period, certain characteristics shape the, quote, traditional Regency romance, including what librarians Neil Wyatt, Georgine Olson, Kristen Ramsdale, Joyce Sarix, and Lynn Welch call Quote, sparkling dialogue, intelligent, well-turned phrases, a glittering, though highly restrictive social backdrop, and a preoccupation with the importance of social consequences and behavior. Um, which I think is like, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. That's, that's what all of those, literally every single one of those books, that's what it is. Um, and it's, I mean, you can apply that too to like, I mean, I guess like medieval 
is a little bit different because there's usually a level of brutality there as well. Like, you know, someone sure. can get their head chopped off or something. Um, and there's a there's a general lack of violence in these books. But ultimately, there any book set in a court is this is it. This is it. Like, you can even say that books set in the American aristocracy in like the 1920s. Same thing. The same, yeah. same, same social dynamics, same, the same books across the board. Rigidity and an element of risk, right? Yes, and and the people who break the rules are the ones who, who you know, the the books are about, and like the rebels, the rakes. <laughs> it's a little stinker. A little bit of a little, little yeah. stinker. And your dimples. <laughs> yes, the only reason I have dimples is so I can I can poke them and say, "Oh, I'm a little stinker." You, you had them designed specifically for that purpose yes 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 i got what are those things where people get piercings to make it look like they have dimples but they just look like they got like stapled oh that's a good question as a goth i should know this or an honorary you should goth. damn i'm gonna get my id revoked yeah as a theater kid at least you should know it oh like theater kids get really into elaborate piercings yeah he yeah, says yeah, yeah sarcastically yeah, yeah. or not sarcastically but misleading they're the ones who are like always like sucking in their snake bites and going <laughs> yes oh god i thought we weren't doing mouth sounds on this program <laughs> you're lucky i was not close to my mic when i did that i could have been that would have been a full friend move is it lucky or it happened i mean happened. i could i could do it You've if you wanted to <laughs> in a public yeah. forum yes uh, in front of everybody in front of god and, and all your friends god is not here and my, my tiara who judges you uh okay so before we get into like lorraine he's whole dealio here and and this good book which i did i want to say for as much as i'm being like what is regency romance a this book is out of regency romance sorry uh, so? and b uh i did actually enjoy this book but we're gonna get into that but before we okay. do that brendan question time answers if i have them what makes a good rake? As a rake yourself, give me answer. I, um, it's strange that you would imply that I am some sort of rakish fellow, but I would presume- I know you're debauched. They have to flagrantly flaunt the fact that they don't fall in line with uh, societal norms and expectations. Mm -hmm. um, so there is that obvious element, I would presume, of rebellion and like an openness about that rebellion yeah so it's not just you know ooh, there's something like fun and challenging but they're like actually directly challenging and uh -huh. um i guess the danger that goes along with it i would assume a rake would also have to be like witty and charming and enticing because otherwise they'd probably make a pretty poor rake basically i would tr assume a rake is just a good pirate okay it's you know bad timing because by the time this comes out we will have released the pirates passionate slave episode and that episode Damn is it. all about sexual assault oh oof rough <laughs> yeah it's brutal i thought it would be really fun post. i thought it'd be super fun to read that book was really not fun to read at all and i did pay for it i did i i bought it special <sighs> like i i bought it from like a dealer online and like it Anyway. How bad could piracy be? Turns out. Turns out he's bad. not even a fucking pirate. He's a lord disguised as a Anyway, hold on. Oh, well, that makes sense. And his name is Derek. He's awful. They're Ugh. all awful. The entire Ugh. book is awful. Anyway, we're See, not going to rehash just that. one more rich person insulting the honor of a proper thief. Ugh. 
It's true. I mean, all of the actual pirates are worse. Uh, I will say that. Uh, but I mean, you know, he is also he's the heir of a soap fortune. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it's... there's a joke to be made there about cleanliness or what is. Uh, no, no, no! Don't take. Oh no, the tiara. No, the I tiara had to put it back. It was squeezing my. It was squeezing my forebrain. Yes, that's to stimulate royal thoughts. <laughs> Or to block them out so that, like, I can actually rule. Because, like, I don't think you rule with your brain. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem with lords. Squeezing all those thoughts out. Too many tiaras. (laughs) Anyway. I think you're right. I think, so you you do, you've kind of drilled in on a part that I, I, I thought was interesting when I was doing this research. Was, like, the idea of, like, a rake is inherently has to be good natured. And has to, like, be charming. Because if they weren't, they'd just be a terrible fucking person. Yeah, they would just be a dick. <laughs> they would be awful. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of times, like, the only difference between a rake and a villain in a story is whether or not he winks, right? Like... I thought it was the mustache. Is it not always the mustache? No, we can have sexy mustaches. This We don't do... We don't hate on mustaches in this house. Mm, fine. I'll respect the rules of the house, then. You have a fucking mustache, Brendan! I have a facial hair i have facial hair and it is a beard it is a singular unit there are no individual properties here hey bud do this cover the bottom part of your face real quick with your hands why would i ever (laughs) cover up this this no this is on display you get the whole picture but you could have a handlebar mustache if you did that you don't like isolate the mona lisa's eyes Uh, a lot of people do facial hair for some reason (laughs) okay well no, I don't think the mustache makes the difference. I think whether or not they wink makes a difference. Okay. okay. Whether or not they, like, they catch your eyes from across the room and a little frisson of heat runs up your spine. They hold it that moment too long. Someone might get the wrong idea. Yes. Oh, yes. who's that man over there that I've never seen, even though I exist in a very small social circle and should know everybody? Yeah. And then their friend can give exposition about that person's entire lineage. Yeah, I, I heard that he just returned from a trip to the South Americas where he boned his way through the Andes. And became rich, obviously. Yeah, from a I, but from definitely not exploiting anybody. No, don't even worry about it. Everything's fine. Everything was okay. Nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody in our social circles, anyway. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, it's my third question here was when does a rake become unlikable? And I think we just figured that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, my, my like definition of a rake was generally a good man uh, or a man of good standing known for doing socially risky things, gambling, drinking, sexing. Uh, a womanizer and a flirt, usually with a hidden core of insecurity and or loneliness. Sometimes outright debauched, but always reformed by the end of the book. If not in mind, then indeed. Hmm. I like this. The element of vulnerability. I didn't even he's think got, about that. He, he got to be vulnerable. Like, he's got to have, like, he's, I mean, he he's a fixer, right? Like, you want to, that's the point. Like, a rake you want to fix. You want to, like, there's something wrong with him. He's acting out. Yeah. Um, in in Scoundrel of My Heart, the the main thing is that he is like the main character is like a second son. He's like a spare, and his dad doesn't give a shit about him, and so he is known for being a scoundrel and like gambling all the time and doing all this stuff and being a womanizer. Um, but because what why he's not? but what he's really doing is trying to make his fortune so that he can 
totally distanced himself from his family. Um, so he's using his gambling money to open up a club of his own for people who like are the second sons who oh, are unwanted. You rake. Yeah. Um, and he's like doing his he wants to do that and like that's like his whole purpose and whatever, just to spite his dad, essentially. Um, but he falls in love with a childhood friend of his sister's who is like his adversary. It's kind of like an enemy to lover situation, but I venture to say they're not really enemies. Oh, they're just kind yes. of like tart with one another. Um, and she is desperate for Which a is husband. the spice of romance. It's true. It's true. If you're not like nipping at each other, then I don't want it. Uh, metaphorically and literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she needs a husband for a different reason, which is she needs a lord husband. She needs like a, a, I guess that's not the right phrasing of that. She needs a titled husband. So not a second son because it was stipulated in her grandmother's will that if she wanted to receive her like inheritance from her grandmother, which I don't think she really needs. Like, I don't think she's hurting for cash. What she wants is like this beach house, essentially that her grandmother promised her where she spent most of her childhood and that's where, like, all of her happy memories are. Oh. And she can't get that unless she marries a man with a title. Right. Um, so she's, Something money can't fix. Exactly. Exactly. So she's like, okay, I have, like, six months to marry a man with a title. How do I do that? And he, her, this guy, like, they've kind of grown up together. And they're... <sighs> as they're like flirting with one another they're also like sort of he's like sort of trying to help her find a husband even though he doesn't want to do that and also she doesn't want him to do Ugh, that the best yeah. wingman yeah and he's he's like shit so she hears that this other high dookie man I mean, is that what we're gonna call him <laughs> the, the dookie man uh the scary dookie man under your bed. That's, that's what all the peasantry refer to him as he is over there. He's like, I want a wife, but I'm so high and mighty that, you know, what? I don't need to look for a wife. You should write to me and pitch yourself to me. And if I like your letter, then I will offer you marriage or whatever. Um, and so every eligible woman in the, you know, I want to say county, but they're not in fucking Alabama. I don't know. And, uh, they are. They write letters to him, you know, talking about their virtues and like how beautiful they are, like what they can do, how they'd be good wives. And this she guy considers, set up Tinder. To find he did. A wife. He did. I mean, he made himself. He's like looking for somebody to to volunteer to become his mail order bride, essentially. Like, I don't right. have to do any work. You pitch yourself to me. Um, yeah. and he basically, she she considers it. She's like, I'm looking for a husband. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll sign up. And so she asked for this gentleman's help, and he's like, Okay, well, here's what you should say. And by the time it comes that she's supposed to send out the letter, they've like he's fallen in love with her, but he, she's also like, Uh, I'm not gonna send out the letter, and she. She doesn't. Oh. Uh, and so when they go to the ball where where the 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 lady is supposed to be announced, the lucky lady is supposed to be announced. Right. Um, surprise, surprise. Her name is announced. And she's like, what the fuck? I didn't send you a letter. Um, also, because you're a dick and I've met you and I don't like you. Um, and it turns out, of course, that our gentleman, our scoundrel wrote the letter he did. for her. Of yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What a guy! So obviously, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anymore because it's a very fun book. It's very lighthearted and just like oh, it's so full of yearning. Um, but you know, you know what, you know what happens. You know how this goes. Of course, yeah. Um, it's 
it's very fun. I, I love the idea. Like, I love a bad boy. And he's, like, so vulnerable. He shares his dreams with her. And he knows that he can never have her because he'll never be good enough because he's a second son. And she's in love with him, but she knows that he probably doesn't even want her. He's just being nice to her because they grew up together. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's fraught with misunderstanding. They share a passionate kiss in the garden. And it's, yes. When she finds out that he sent the letter, she's like, why would you do that? And he's like, because I'll never be able to have you. And they, like, they smooch and then he runs away. One more instance of communication really could have served everybody better here. Hey, y'all, if you just talk about your feelings for like a grit, like it'd be fine. Yeah, you just could have handled this like six months ago. I can't say shit, though. Like, that's what my whole deal is. My, my, my <laughs> if they talked for like a minute, like everything would be fine. Like, ultimately isn't all, like, romance, but also just fiction about people not saying what they need to until it's too late to make a there difference. Would, there would be no plot if everyone was honest all the time and, like, was open about their feelings. We wouldn't have books, I'm sorry. Like, I know it's frustrating, but, like, we only have so much to work with. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's okay. It's okay, you got this. I'm frustrated. The crown's still up. I'm still here. Yeah. squeezing my brain my my egg is really uh, how but, did uh, people do this my god well i think they're made better this is so what Shh, i heard no. i heard that this tiara was actually um the the girl's whose birthday it was uh she got it at burning man for climbing a mountain fast oh no um, so this is a Burning Man tiara that made its way to me for dressing like a slut and going to a party that I was not equipped to. Um, dressing classy. So classy. I want to reiterate how short the dress was and how deep the neckline was. I don't remember. I don't think I could wear a bra with it. Like, it was that low. <laughs> it's a really fine line between class and debauchery. It really is. Is it? Is yeah. it? This one, I did I mention that it was covered in sequins? You didn't? And it was you robbed us of that information? It was nude colored, so also it looked like I could have just been really shiny naked. Nude sequins. Oh yeah. my god, yes. Yeah. I've my makeup was popping off, I will say that. I did look very good. Um, I think the whole thing was probably popping as I the kids say. I looked fantastic. I was sexy as hell. I was as the kids say, a snack. Um but I I, I there's a part of me that I, I got there and I walked through the door and I immediately went, whoop, whoop. Made an error. Well, okay. I guess this is how my night goes. It's like one of those moments where you like, if you pee your pants in public and you know you got to walk home, you just kind of resign yourself, right? Yeah, like you, your pants are just wet. You just have to, this is, this is your lot for now. Yeah. You got to just suck it up and deal. What's more, uh, it was intentional. I totally meant to do this. Absolutely. I like the wet feeling. Yeah. It's a comfort thing. Don't question it. Just yeah. give me a crown. Mm. End crown you got. So really, like, end of the day, who won? Want, Not the I, people wearing khakis. Let's, no, let's say. I mean, listen, if you put on khakis, you've already lost. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Yeah. As, Your khakis as, don't have sequins. As Bella Swan would, uh, would attest to. Yeah. Um. <sighs> You know that, right? You know that. You know that. Yeah, book, right? yeah. I, I know about the 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 sexual appeal, the raw sexual appeal of khakis. Well, she wears a, an ankle length khaki skirt and a uh, turtleneck uh, navy sweater, long sleeve navy sweater. 
to go meet like, his family for the first time. This is the Midwest. You could have thrifted a better outfit. Come on. Midwest? Bitch, they're in Sorry. Forks, Washington. They're in the Northwest, aren't you they? You absolute heathen in this house? I mean, yeah. In front was... of Edward? I'm. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Edward. I know you're he's, hanging there over us like... He's frowning. Like a true... Fiercely. And, and making direct eye contact. A true and terrible god. Yeah. Set it up so that he'd be staring at you, right? No matter which way you look. He kind of does just do that. Yeah. What's wild is it's a brand new bag that was purchased this year. Somebody's making these. It was bought at a dollar store. But, oh, well, I mean, I was like, but why are they still making them? You say dollar store, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that reads. There's a surplus somewhere. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Edward Cullen would appreciate my den of iniquity here. Oh, I think he'd really appreciate it. This seems like exactly up his alley. What do you think he'd appreciate more? The various spanking implements scattered around, the creepy dollies, or the cum rag hanging over the bar above me? I think it's the the soundproofing so that he can cry and nobody can hear him. They work like that, unfortunately. They do not actually insulate the sound they just they make it so my voice doesn't reverberate oh yeah so if i sob loud enough my roommates will hear me have you tested this is this a podcast we haven't talked about yet are you okay (laughs) abigail sad story cast no my family would get very upset with me if i did that tune in for the spinoff of kingdom of thirst gonna hit all the genres Yes. Kingdom of a Lonely Childhood. God, I would love to be a guest on that. Oh my yes, god, yeah. that'd be so fucking grim. <laughs> uh, I say with a slight cackle. Okay. I mean, I mean, okay. So d- to get back on topic here, barely. Right. Where were um, we? I don't know. Uh, I I think that I don't know. Like, do you like rakes? Like, is this your deal? Do you prefer like a good old fashioned himbo with like good intentions, or do you enjoy like a kind of wicked? You know, well, I mean, let's be clear. I, like, I flipped on the, that. Me, myself, I have flipped. Like the first D and D character I ever made was uh-huh. a rogue. So, like, I feel like I have to commit to like, yeah, rakes are great. Like, okay. there should always be a degree of wickedness, but ultimately, you can't be a bad, bad guy. Well, I mean, yeah, you can't have like a core of evil, right? And it's just yeah, like... then you're just the antagonist. So I will say, I, I feel like I've matured so much. I'm like, I'm like a fully rounded out person now, but wise beyond your years (laughs) back in the day, which is to say, uh, pretty much from the moment I could comprehend media till 2017, 2018, even maybe, uh, I have always loved the villains sexually speaking. Sure. Um, I, I, I like not just rakish. I mean like full on the bastards the absolute monsters i i loved uh hades from from hercules the movie um that's i mean yeah yeah i mean i'm not saying it's it's not like reasonable i'm just saying this is what i was into just yeah Um, eat those babies i'm all about it commander Lorca from the new uh, uh star trek series uh mostly it's because he's jason isaacs too i'm just violently attracted to jason isaacs um sure. I, also jason Loki, isaacs captain Hook. Heel face don't f- don't fucking turn don't call me out like that yes i wrote a lot of loki fan fiction no i i li- listen okay hey listen hey, how much listen. of it is the stringy hair let's be real 
the long no, locks. No, that are no, uncared no. His for. greasy little like he looks like a Christmas tree hair. No, yes. no, 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 no. I loved Loki from Thor one with his cute little cropped haircut, sweat back when he was like yeah. a tragic prince villain character who like his dad really did fuck him over real bad. Um, that was my that was my flavor. That was my goosh. Did like that. However. Glad we worked Goosh into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my best. Um, but I, I, as I've gotten older, I, I think I've become a little bit more reasonable. And I find that I really, I just want a Rick O'Connell. I just want yes. a Rick O'Connell who's just really. like a, a capable, well-meaning himbo. This That's is what it. the ideal man looks like. You may yeah. not like it, but this is what it is. Yeah, that's why I carry my talisman of, of Rick O'Connell with me wherever I go, which is to say my, <laughs> my sweatshirt that has his face on it. Um, and he's rough. He kills people. He kisses people without permission. He but... does. He does. He does. He's got his rough edges. But, you know, ultimately, he's just a, a, a he's a wife man, as they say on Twitter. He's, he's a wife guy. Yeah, he'd be a great house husband. He's a fantastic house husband. Yeah. I'm sorry. He definitely is a house husband in the third movie. What is that man doing? His wife's got her like whole career oh, and he's just no. at home being being chill. I don't know. We don't talk about the third movie, but that is a very good point. Yeah. We talk about the third movie only in that context. Yes. They're perfect. The rest of everything going on. I don't care about their kid or like an ox in a moon or like any of that. No. Imhotep like coming back. Like I don't. Yes. No. Also, like, Rachel Weiss isn't in the third one. Because eh. the body snatcher thing. Like, are we just not going to address that? I mean, they can't, right? They can't be like, I love that you changed your face. <laughs> but they right? could. They I could. mean, they could. Doctor Who, Doctor Who does it. So I guess they could. But yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, uh, this book is really good. I, I highly recommend reading it. I know that I this has been kind of a ridiculous episode. But like, Scoundrel of My Heart is very fun. Highly recommend. If you like Bridgerton... I don't know if this compares. That was in the, like, promo email I got from Avon. They were like, for fans of Bridgerton, yada yada. And I was just like... They know how to tap into the public eye. Here we go. I Like, every other email I've gotten lately has been like, for fans of Bridgerton. I'm like, I... I don't know. It helps. It's a big genre. It helps to get a little Netflix light on it sometimes. I get. I mean, I get it. Like you're chasing that sweet, sweet high. I understand. Uh, I can't say I blame them, but also yeah. I don't care about <laughs> it. So, I mean, I don't. Again, I haven't read these books. Maybe I'd like they really hit my funny bone if I if I read them. But as I haven't, I don't particularly care. I do have. My mom did send me a copy of of the Duke and I, which is the first book of the the Bridgerton series, and it's sitting in my pile underneath all of my spiritualist uh, research books that I've got. Um, yes, where it and, belongs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> beneath all of the ghosts. Yeah, uh, and and all of the racism and Arthur Conan Doyle's shit oh. that he says sometimes. Did you know that he wrote a two volume history of spiritualism in nineteen twenty? Okay, I didn't, but like hearing it, you could have made that up. It could be totally not true, but I do know that he totally bought into like early photoshopped fairies, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that it totally reads. That here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. What's been really frustrating for me? I just finished my series bible for this whole series I'm doing. Like, I, I, it was like forty fucking pages long. You've seen it, you know. Um, and here's what's fucked up. Oh yes. 
There was nothing more frustrating for me personally as like a writer and a creator as realizing that nothing I will ever come up with will be as good as shit that actually happened in the real world. Like, honest to God, <laughs> there is a real human person in the world who was called Colonel James Harvey Blood, and he married a medium. And like, he was shot in the Civil War. He left his family to be with this medium because they were soulmates. That's a real fucking thing that happened. And I will never top it. I will never top Arthur Conan Doyle being actually 100% into spiritualism and fully believing in ghosts. I will never top Emanuel Swedenborg believing that he could see hell through the eyes of like his, his like internal spirit eyeballs. I will never I will never top it. I will never do that. I'm done. I'm out of the game. I'm sorry. No, no. You're back in because all this is is a template. You know what you have to do to take that next step forward and become the true legend. You just have to go absolutely apeshit. Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't here's you just want to like... Here's what's fucked up about that, dog. Like, if I were to name a character Colonel James Harvey Blood... You couldn't sell it. No, I no. couldn't. I couldn't. No one would ever be like, Abby, I'll really tone it down, as they tell me often about other things. But like <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> unrelated. As my as my grandpa would, would say, he well, more like he'd just look at me from across the room and kind of gesture downwards with his hand. Uh that's that's what my grandpa does when I'm getting to be a bit much for him. Um just a ref calling, like Yeah, like not that to... play. Not that play. <laughs> Yeah, you need to stop. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I, it's, it's galling. It's, it's galling to realize that I will never be able to come up with anything that is better than, than what is in history. There's this whole thing. I, there's this whole thing about the this like spiritualist circle in New Orleans prior to uh, Civil War and immediately after the Civil War. This circle of uh, of Afro Creole men who like believed in spiritualism. They had seances like every single night for years, and they were also like philosophers and theologists and like theologians. Uh, and they like did some really cool shit. One of them was like the first one of the first black men to be in a uh, Congress. Like he represented Louisiana, um, and they like defended New Orleans during the Civil War on the side of the fucking South because they were conscripted. Oh. And then immediately, as soon as the Union took over, they were like, here you go. <laughs> Take it. Uh, oh, we like, love a twist ending. This cool shit. Just dope shit, right? And I will never... <laughs> nothing. I I can't come up with that. I'm... I'm Anyway, it's, in I, a it's way, like spiral. really inspiring because like nothing that you read about in fiction could ever top what you potentially could do as a human being. No. That exists. I mean, I guess it's good. I don't know. Anyway, this is what I mean here. I think circling back around my original point is like if we do not need to be stuck in the Regency era, there's so much cool shit in the world that has been done. Tap into it, writers. Get out of. I, here's three things I never want to read about again. <laughs> Just three. Top medieval three. England. Just go anywhere else. Same time yeah. period, just go anywhere else, please. Okay, medieval England. Uh Regency England. Um Victorian England. I maybe I just England. don't want to read about England anymore. Yeah. Just get away. It's a really it's not that large. Plenty happened there, but plenty happened everywhere else. Listen, a lot of shit happened, but if you're going to tell me that all I get to read about is these rich white fucks just doing, like, whatever they want, and then coming out perfectly fine in the end, even though there's, like, drama in the middle, I don't, yeah. I just, like, I've, I've nursed on that teat. Let's move on. Like, li- please, I'm grown up now. I would like some Mountain Dew. Can we please go to Chuck E. Cheese, by which I mean, can we go, like, to Korea <laughs> or something? <laughs> anything more fun like the real world includes a time period where like 
Japanese samurai, German Landschnecht, and like Spanish conquistadors all existed in the same area in the same time period. Like we can make we can make cool things happen. All somewhere. of this happened. Like and we it got can be it. sexy. Yes, it's easy. I I just put, shoved another sex scene in my book. Like you can do it. It's there. Just get it in there. Just pack yeah. it in. I've got it all, man. Like, if I can cram a blowjob in there, so can you. They don't need to be. I mean, ghosts are still on board, and ghosts are everywhere. Like, write more sexy ghosts around I the will. world. You can't stop me. Yeah, and we we wouldn't we wouldn't dream. No, no, not worth it anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess this has been the not Bridgerton episode slash the <laughs> the scoundrel of my heart episode slash the not Regency but also Regency episode. I don't know. It's been a bit of a mess, but I had fun. And it, I had fun. This was great talking well, about Bridgerton, I, but not. I wish you had a tiara. I should have sent you a tiara so you could have worn one. You know, I feel like I definitely have one somewhere. Yeah. What am I saying? Of course of you have trash. a fucking tiara. I, I was dubbed a trash queen at this this wonderful trash variety show thing that happened in a small th- it was it was wonderful it was lovely my friend was like I got a show happening I'm like I will go you're gonna be it, it was it was this like contortionist Beetlejuice act thing amongst like there was an archer um, there was so many good things I'm assuming there was also an orgy in the orchestra pit like you know oh, this was this could this was not a large enough space for an orchestra. <laughs> But this not was, an orgy. You didn't say not an orgy, though. I, I, I'm not taking anything off the table, but... Or putting anything on the table, because it's sticky now. There's there's a lot on that table, and really, it can't take more weight. Mm. A lot of slapping bodies, huh? <laughs> Just give me a hose. <laughs> Pour like a pressure washer. Probably got to strip that shit. Oh, it's not meant to remove anything. It's just meant to get oh. it damp. Oh, to because if it gets again. tacky, you need to. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I should. I should be the only tacky thing in the room. You are, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> me without my tiara, I can do better. Yeah. I will do better. You need to be classy like me. Put your hair in a palm tree like me. Like your head is an island, and your and your your hair is the only. I can, palm tree on that island right i can kind of make this this work i've got a lot of hair now yeah quarantine what are we doing it's a little too unicorning it's fine <laughs> you do look like the baby from the um a series of unfortunate events <laughs> you know what if i could get that role life would be set <laughs> the biting baby uh yeah oh, i'm just gonna anyway okay perfect well <laughs> With that sweet, sweet look, that absolutely smashing hairstyle. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, God. Uh, um, not shows off of... four. I mean, definitely shows off of 14th and Mission with oddly um, assembled tables. But no, nothing aside from that. <laughs> sticky, sticky tables. Okay. Uh, what have you well, got to plug? Have you oh, got a plug? <clears throat> I've always got shit to plug. Did you hear about our Discord? No, tell me about your Discord. Well, we had beef on the Discord. I fucked it up like immediately in like two days. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you listen to the most recent episode. Uh, that'd be episode twenty-five uh, with Fred. We, we mail order aliens. I talk about it. Yeah. Um, oh yes. But somebody posted porn. It was a whole thing, and then I kicked him off. And like it was like they got mad at me on Twitter, and it was a beef. And then he posted something about how I just don't like him, and I'm like, that's not. Yeah, I don't care about you. But yeah, sure. Wow. Um, but. 
we do have a Discord that is very fun. I posted my review last night of uh, the Alien Quarantine Rescue, which is all about an alien who gives antibodies to a corona-like virus via his splooge um, uh, in, in there. So if you're Whatever interested in that, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you're interested in that, uh, get on it. Uh, link is in the description. That leads you to my Twitter. That leads you to the Discord server. It's called the Citizens of Thirst. Do it. Um, oh, love it. We also have a bookshop where all of the books featured on the podcast are, as well as my list of best books of all time. Totally unbiased. Absolutely. Um, support local independent booksellers. Support me, import, most importantly, but also authors, I guess. Support this um, channel. Support this podcast. You know what other way you could support this freaking podcast? Uh, drop in a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> that would help. Uh, I we, we got more ratings and stuff, and that's really nice. I really appreciate it. Um, but it, it does, even if you don't, hey, y'all, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you can still leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so hop on over there. Get me up in the ratings so that people can find this podcast and listen to me talk about Gushin and stuff. Um I, I'm wearing a tiara. You have to listen to me. Yeah, this uh, is a decree. If you are listening, if you are listening on Spotify, make sure you hit follow because that helps as well. Um, I know it's we again. We have like double the followers. I mean, double the listeners than we have followers. Uh, and so I I know that a lot of people listen, but y'all ain't hitting the freaking follow button. Damn, You're out there somewhere. Your hair Just is so in. impeccable right now. Wow, it's, fine. it's very powerful. Um, <laughs> If I lean forward, it just, it looms. My hair's, like, too long to really get the, like, volume I would like now. I want it to look like a feather duster, and it kind of doesn't anymore. Um, If I really, ooh, if I scrape it through the tines of my, how do I look with bangs? (laughs) That's a, uh, you look royal. Royal's the word we're going to go for, but not, like, in a Prince Philip kind of (laughs) way. That's the only way I want. I want to look like Prince Philip. Um, Oh, God, my hair's so tangled in it now, but... Uh, yes. Hit the follow thingamajiggy. If you're listening elsewhere, thanks. Uh, do whatever is on there. Subscribe, leave a review if that's possible. I know, like, Podcast Addict has reviews, but I, frankly, I don't know who's using Podcast Addict. Um, we're on there, but, you know, we're everywhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, free stickers. I still got a ton of free stickers. Hey, bud, I've sent out so many free stickers. So many stickers. Just so a storm many stickers. of stickers. I, I've sent out probably couple hundred stickers at this point, really. Um, oh, yes. Everybody gets I, sticked. This one fella, he messaged me and he's like, hey, uh, I found your, like, free promotion on this, like, website for free shit. And I just want you to know that if you give me some stickers, I work at a university uh, and I will put them up in my university. And I was like, I don't care that you do not listen to the podcast. I will be sending you stickers. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, but I have gotten a series of, like, absolutely inscrutable messages of people being like free material as like, <laughs> so you don't know what you're asking for you just know that something is free okay it, all right it okay. doesn't matter let their friends I, and family work out their interests i i i somebody the other day asked for a free t-shirt and i was like i don't think you know what's happening here um I could I could draw you a tiny T-shirt on a, like a card, right? Draw you a tiny t-shirt. Um, Clearly, you need T-shirts. I mean, I do need to do T-shirts, but we I got to make that make sense. I gotta have more listeners. In which case, y'all, hop on it, please. Jump begging on you. It. Jump on it. Hope there's no takedown for that. Sorry. Wow, 
I can't believe you would destroy this podcast with your... Who fucking... Who sang that? Who was that? Don't ask me. I don't know these things. Oh, that's fair. Hmm. Well, that's the podcast, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, all. It's been fun. We'll see you next week. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Brendan. Okay, bye! Oh, God. Oh, God! Oh, God. <laughs>